gee, as Bart Simpson said, uh, hey, Mom, who's Neil Young? When she was singing that song to him. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Jim Dwyer, and welcome to Gray Matters, your weekly program of news, current events, and media analysis thereof. And we will talk a little bit today about Sweet Home Mississippi, where the final exciting installment in the 2018 midterm elections goes down tomorrow. <clears throat> it, of course, is a runoff election. Uh, interesting to see what, you know, the handful of states that do have this runoff process, uh, how it all plays out in the end. Um, it's an interesting structural element uh, for a state to choose for elections, and I think there's a lot of good things about it. Uh, it'll certainly be a factor in tomorrow's uh, runoff election in Mississippi because it was essentially a three-way race back in November in which the deeply foot-in-mouth uh, Republican incumbent uh, took about 42% of the vote, and uh, the Democratic candidate for Senate in Mississippi, Mike Espy, <clears throat> took about 41%, and the third candidate, another Republican, only took about 16%. Uh, so what his vote numbers, uh, how they will play out tomorrow, will those people show up at all? Will they show up and throw in with... Uh, the Republican, or will they throw in with the Democrat? It'll be interesting to see. Of course, uh, Clown Pants is down there right now having another one of his circus parade rallies. I think he's got two scheduled for tonight. Um, no doubt there will be some bizarro world sound bites to come out of that, uh, as well as, you know, more lies. That's the one consistent thing you can rely on in an inconsistent uh, presidency is just the sheer volume of lies. Uh, well, they'll be on display as per usual, <clears throat> but uh, we'll just have to wait and see about uh, how Mississippi goes next week. Well, let's see. Uh, and if I didn't already mention at the top of the hour, uh, Dick Whaley is uh, away again on uh, Family Matters, and he'll be back soon, I believe next week, in fact. So we uh, will welcome his return at that juncture. It's pretty cold and dark out there here tonight in Ann Arbor. <clears throat> but uh, that's just the way it goes this time of year. Hopefully everybody had a lovely Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, let's just jump right into uh, the weirdness of the previous week and with a couple of notes about some stuff from today. Uh, again, weird behavior from the increasingly desperate, cornered, and maybe even panic-stricken Donald J. Trump, a.k.a. Clown Pants, for those of you confused by my use of that uh, nomenclature um so sort of sick of saying the name that's the term we go with uh at home and at work and uh it just you know just sort of simplifies things <clears throat> it it might be unfair or even childish to engage in such uh 
name calling, but it's it's really just a sort of a psychological buffer for myself and my loved ones. Feel free to embrace it yourself. It is a coinage from uh, a friend here in town. But uh, there were a couple of uh, bizarre uh, lash outs via the old tweeter scope uh, from last week. Uh, Tuesday, of course, uh, in an interview with Fox News, uh, inexplicably, uh, <laughs> Clown Pants struck out and denounced uh, four-star Admiral uh, McRaven, who was the architect of the uh, Bin Laden raid. <clears throat> uh, now, I don't... Uh, he denounced him as, oh, he's a Hillary Clinton supporter. Yeah. Well, uh, McRaven stepped forward and spoke out and said, well, actually, no, I didn't vote for either candidate. Uh, McRaven had uh, warranted the ire of the tweeter-in-chief earlier in the year when he spoke out after John Brennan's security clearance had been revoked by the president, uh, upset with uh, the critical tone that uh, John Brennan had taken up in TV appearances. Um, McRaven's comments were pretty explicit. He said, well, then you might want to take my, you know, security clearance away, too. And, of course, there's a reason why retired. McRaven's been retired for four years now. He's now involved with the university in Texas um, as an administrator there. Um, the reason why people who have long careers in the intelligence community are allowed to maintain their security clearances is because they are useful resources uh, that current um, occupants of those positions can turn to for uh, special or specific advice regarding regions, problems, uh, strategies, what have you. <clears throat> and uh, generally these things are gone about uh, pretty standard procedure regardless of one's individual party affiliation. Um, you have to wonder, though, as certainly I have been wondering, who does this serve? What is the gain here? Uh, who is the president trying to impress by denouncing four-star admirals? Um, of course, he got away with denouncing, uh, go, you know, um, gold star families, those who have lost uh, family members in armed conflict. Uh, he got away with attacking uh, POWs via John McCain and oh I don't like him he's a loser losers don't get captured um, he was allowed to get away with that uh, and so obviously he's going to get away with uh, denouncing four-star Admiral McRaven but who is impressed by this what gain is there in so doing uh, saying oh we should have gotten o uh, Osama bin Laden earlier what took so long um, well, uh, no comment on all of that, of course, because clearly the dude has no understanding of the complexities of the world, which involve you know, research, analysis, study, contemplation, focus, focus. The guy has no ability to focus. Uh, well, uh, then, of course, Wednesday brought the exciting news that the beacon of freedom and democracy, the shining city on a hill, as Ronald Reagan once saw the United States, 
being tarnished pretty severely uh, when the president, that is President Clown Pants, sides with the medieval despot over the analysis of, again, repeatedly, his own intelligence community, who, of course, told him, yeah, the Russians meddled in the election. Trump went to Helsinki, stood right next to Putin and said, I asked him and he said no. So I believe him. The people who are working for the U.S. government, I don't believe them. It, it could be somebody else. Why would it be Putin? Well, uh, the most recent one, of course, is uh, no, I believe the Saudi crown prince. Um, Saudi Arabia is really important to us as a country. <clears throat> uh, you know, they have a tape recording of the murder and dismemberment of Khashoggi. I'm sure that Gina Haspel heard it. Trump actually, in an interview, said that he didn't want to hear it. Yeah, I'm sure it's horrifying and, uh, you know, the kind of thing that you don't want to hear for a variety of reasons. Uh, but to uh, deny its existence, to refute the evidence that's there and to just say, oh, well, I just dismiss it out of hand. Um, and to even elaborate on that point by saying, well, if we're going to hold countries to that standard, then we can't be allies with anybody. Well, wait a minute. No, uh, uh, sure. America has a checkered past with regard to, let's say, specifically Central and South America. And there were uh, numerous instances of United States uh, government or uh, military or intelligence agencies involved in nefarious covert warfare, et cetera, et cetera. That happened a lot, you know, through the 60s, 70s and 80s. Uh, but by and large, America has sort of gone out of its way to at least pay some semblance of respect for uh, freedom of speech, free exchange of ideas, and to just sort of throw up your arms and say, well, you know, we have to let this country get away with cold-blooded murder because, well, all countries commit cold-blooded murder. Well, actually, um, they they shouldn't. <laughs> you know, that's one way of looking at it is, uh, yeah, in an idealized world, uh, it would be great if nobody did terrible things, but uh, they're going to happen. But you should be against them happening. And as far as the, you know, excuses that are being given by this president for why we need to allow the crown prince of Saudi Arabia to get away with cold-blooded murder. And let's just hold the phone there for a second and say, if the crown prince goes on to execute any of the hit team that he personally assembled and sent to Turkey to kill the dude in the Saudi consulate, I think that has to roll into the murder charges because those guys were being killed. And, you know, they're in the military. So uh, in the Saudi military, particularly, I'm sure you've got a pretty short leash there um, as far as what your range of options are. But that still makes it murder to assign guys a task that's later deemed criminal. And then, well, I'm going to have to execute you for doing the thing that you did that was illegal that I, by the way, I told you to do. But, you know, uh, so. There's more than just the murder of Khashoggi uh, involved in this. <clears throat> the excuses that are given for why uh, we should retain and maintain close alliances with Saudi Arabia are deeply flawed. 
first of all, uh, their usefulness as a containment uh, strategy against Iran are dubious at best. Uh, Iran currently doesn't have the wherewithal, let alone the disposition, to militarily attack anyone. Now, yes, they have involvement in Syria, but uh, the Saudis aren't helping with that situation at all. Uh, regarding oil, we don't even buy that much oil from Saudi Arabia. Only about 10% of the oil used by the USA comes from Saudi Arabia. We buy more oil from Canada and Mexico and Venezuela, and we pump a lot ourselves. Uh, stabilizing element in Middle East peace process, that's another reason why the Saudis have been described as so important to U.S. interests. Well, come on, that's ridiculous. There is no peace process in the Middle East, certainly not regarding Israel-Palestine. And uh, what's going on in Yemen is beyond horrific. It's currently the most... Uh, massive uh, and catastrophic human crisis going on on the face of the globe. Uh, 85,000 children alone have died of hunger in Yemen. Uh, of course, the Saudis are controlling this civil war, and through use of our military hardware, uh, we are indeed tacitly supporting the Saudis in that that's not any good for the long-term interests of the United States in the region or around the world. Clearly, the primary reason why the president has chosen to disavow the, all the intelligence that's been gathered and assembled for him and to just blithely say, no, I stand with the Saudis, is because he owes them money. Now, when the day should arrive where the United States citizens are allowed to take a glimpse at uh, Donald J. Clownpants' tax returns, more of this will become evident. Uh, clearly, he loves despots, autocrats, authoritarian types uh, for personality reasons, uh, but specifically to allow the Saudis and the Russians to get away with the sort of things that they've been getting away with uh, the only logical, rational explanation for it is that he's on the hook for large dollars to them. And it's clear they've done business before. He bragged about it in years past, both business in Russia and Saudi Arabia. Of course, more recently, he oh, no, I don't have any business connections there. Well, the next time Jared goes on a sleepover with the crown prince, um... Make sure to bring a bone saw, Jared. That would be my advice for the sleepover. Uh, also from the news last week, uh, the costs of some of the weird policies that have been uh, put in place by this administration, the drain the swamp people, the we're going to be true conservatives well, the price tag on family separations is added $80 million to the U.S. federal debt. Uh, these are costs that are unaccounted for, unplanned for, unbudgeted for. Uh, the last minute, oh, we better send the army to defend the southern border against women and children uh, in the dreaded caravan. 
Uh, that's costing $30 million plus. And, of course, the bizarro world uh, Republican tax plan that was put in place, despite the fact that the Republicans prided themselves on being budget hawks, deficit hawks specifically, uh, the new tax plan ensures little other than that two things occur. Another transfer of wealth to the super rich and the deficit will continue to grow every minute that you eat, sleep and breathe. Uh, it's ratcheting up. Um, don't see the fiscal conservatism in that. Uh, we won't even talk about the reports that uh, the president tried to order the Department of Justice to go after his political enemies. It raises questions for me about how much Don McGahn is a player in the testimonies to the Mueller committee. Is he responsible legally in any way for uh, some of the things that he's not talked about? in public, but has spoken about to Mueller. Um, he's been kind of a weird mover behind the scenes. And of course, Don McGahn is out of the White House loop now. In fact, reports this afternoon that the uh, White House legal counsel office is uh, being run by a skeleton crew uh, about to be blown out of the water in January when uh, subpoenas start arriving. Uh, when Democrats gain gavel control of committees and Congress begins once again to fulfill its function as an oversight to the executive branch, uh, that will certainly be interesting, if not just outright entertaining. Last but not least, there was the, again, now this, this doesn't make any sense, uh, Trump denounces the Court of Appeals in the Ninth Circuit, which is in California, as uh, oh, that's just an Obama judge. We can't get anything through there. Well, you know, there's a, a whole lot of complicated issues there. But for the chief executive to openly attack another branch of government, of course, he attacks elements of his own branch, chiefly the the DOJ. Uh, which falls under the purview of the executive. Um, but his constant berating and uh, abuse of judges and the whole judicial system went so far this time that Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, uh, felt like he had to speak up and say something about it. And then, of course, Trump can't let that alone. He has to attack what... Justice Roberts says, and you know, for whatever your opinion of Chief Justice uh, Roberts is, the practical reality that is, is the current constituency of the Supreme Court, he is the swing vote. Used to be Anthony Kennedy. Kennedy's replaced by uh, Kavanaugh. And uh, so John Roberts is now the swing vote. and He's a conservative swing vote. Um, let's not fool ourselves. The uh, Supreme Court has always been the most conservative and the most behind the times as far as social progress, uh, popular movements to address concerns within the body politic. Namely, I'm thinking like civil rights movement, the women's movement, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 
the Supreme Court is the one that kind of gets dragged kicking and screaming into the modern ages. Uh, obviously, judges are appointed through a political process. Uh, Republicans favor conservative judges. Democrats favor uh, more liberal or progressive judges. Everybody gets that. It's kind of self-evident. That's why you have debates and arguments over who gets on the Supreme Court. Uh, so there's a couple of ways to look at the argument that's going back and forth. I don't think it's going back and forth because I think John Roberts is done. I think he said his piece. By the way, I think one of the reasons he may have spoken up, too, is because, uh, like anybody who knows anything about the history of this country or the Supreme Court in particular, uh, I'm sure John Roberts and others on the Supreme Court were baffled and, you know, scratching their heads a little bit about the idea that the acting attorney general questions the validity of Marbury v. Madison, which is like at the bedrock of how the Supreme Court functions, what its purpose is. If you don't know about that case, read a short summary of it. It's a hugely uh, fundamental, foundational even, early decision by the United States Supreme Court. Um, I'm sure John Roberts was a little gobsmacked uh, by the uh, re-emergence of Marbury v. Madison as a con contestable ground. Uh, we'll see what the future holds in store for Matt Whitaker. Um, I'm sure that's going to be kind of funny. Uh, if you haven't looked into the uh, masculine toilet yet, don't look into it, but look it up and uh, find some amusement for yourself. Um, so we'll just let that one go by the wayside. Um, Supreme Court justices, Supreme uh, Chief Justices, hardly ever speak out. And uh, this is the first time anybody can remember a, a Chief Justice of the Supreme Court speaking out to sort of correct or even chastise uh, the President of the United States. But uh, this is a guy who's living in a TV show. Um, he couldn't pass a fourth grade civics class, doesn't understand the, the basics of the job or the mechanics of how the American political system works. So I, why we expect any different at this point, I guess that's, that's my fault. That's our fault. <clears throat> well, let's take a short little uh, break here and we'll be back in just a moment with uh, the conclusion of this week's gray matters.
Well, last week, another story that the White House didn't want you to pay any attention to, so they released the item on Black Friday, was the congressionally mandated environmental report, which had a dire warning that not only will the quality of life, the ability of the country to grow food, kind of an important thing, um, and the safety of the environment in which we live, as if that weren't bad enough, oh, your grandchildren will be living in a world that's hotter, uh, more uh, prone to devastating storms and drought. Uh, Nobody wants that world for their grandchildren. But the report also made the significant note that the economy of the United States would be directly impacted uh, and would be, you know, downscaled pretty dramatically. Uh, 10% is the number that's thrown out there. I want to remind listeners, as no doubt many are already aware, these problems are not new. The solutions are not new. Um, The awareness of the problem is not new. Uh, Back in the 70s, when Jimmy Carter was president, the EPA was a fairly new thing. Uh, One of Carter's greatest achievements was a study that he commissioned that took so long to prepare, it did not complete until his term as president had, in effect, ended. The project was called Project 2000. And in it, experts and scientists were commissioned with the task of looking at the environment globally. Uh, What will the world look like if current trends are allowed to continue by the year 2000? Well, when the the, uh, project was finished, the report, which is voluminous, it's a you know, 1,400-page book, which, by the way, you can read. Um, Penguin Books came out with it a few years uh, into the Reagan presidency. Reagan completely ignored the document, not interested. Uh, And, of course, it's been a political football ever since to debate, well, you know, these scientists, they're nervous types. They are planning worst-case scenarios, blah, blah, blah. The research is based on blah, blah, blah. Um, most of what Project 2000 anticipated has come to pass and worse. And certainly the uh, devastating fires in California, the increasing turbulence of hurricanes, the length and duration of hurricanes are directly connected to uh, climate shift and global warming. Uh, The president asked, you know, in passing from building to motorcade, Did you read the report? And he said, oh, I looked at it. We all know he doesn't read. I doubt he even looked at it. Uh, When asked about the claim that the report makes, um, that, you know, the impact will be devastating, not just to the quality of life, but to the economy, he simply shrugged and said, I don't believe it. Well, what do we care about somebody who doesn't even read things, what he believes? Um, He only believes in himself and money and business connections. Uh, You know what else he believes in is that North Korean TV is better than American TV. 
This will be the point I'll end with this week. This is just too bizarre for words. But uh, one of the weekend uh, poop tweets was uh, castigating CNN for showing the USA in a bad light around the world. And Trump says, maybe the U.S. needs a state-run media network here to show us how we really are. Great. Well, one of the things that makes this country great is a free press. Uh, A press which is allowed to say what it thinks is important, to ask critical questions. And, you know, we have papers from the left, papers from the right, papers from the center. TV news is the same way. Uh, There's usually some sort of political agenda at play. But you can always sort of read between the lines and, and glean out the potential for bias if you are a thoughtful and careful reader, which admittedly many people are not. But the idea of a state-run media is something that, well, okay, some European company, uh, countries have that. Those tend to be more socialist countries. The only other countries that have state-run media are outright dictatorships. Well, it turns out that back when Clown Pants was visiting North Korea, he spent some time watching North Korean news. And he was really impressed with how enthusiastic the young woman newscaster was boy she's really she really loves kim jong-un i wish we had that back at home not even fox news uh pours on such lavish praise as kim jong-un gets boy that's what i think we need at home well if anybody can hear me from the good state of mississippi if that's the kind of program you want to support then I guess vote for the crazy lady who wants to go to the public hanging. Uh, Most of America wants to run screaming in the other direction. Uh, We've got a lot of important work to do to make this country better. And putting your head in the sand and just shoving as much money as you can into your pants is not the solution. Um, I don't know when that base is going to wake up to the fact that they have been marked 